Hello, Tim. Hello, ELF and football fans. Welcome to our week 13 podcast episode. Again with myself, Jennifer Bex, and Tim Hans-Willemenke, the ELF reporter. Tim, how are you? Hey, Jenny, what's up? I am good. And actually, you're not the only guest today because Jacob Sullivan, quarterback from the Galaxy, he is joining me later. But first, yes. well, we are recapping our week 13 and it's just one more week to go. I said it already last week. I can't believe the regular season is almost over. And it's making me sad. We saw so many great football games, unexpected wins, great plays, super fans. We had great weather. Long story short, the European League of Football Summer was nothing but fun. And luckily, the fun continues with six more games in week 14. Two on Saturday, four games on Sunday, and a super exciting fight for the very last playoff spot. I mean, all four teams were able to keep the playoff dream alive. But before speaking about the playoff picture, let's recap our games. Yes, Tim. let's dive right into it. <laughs> yeah, the first game, it took place in Istanbul between the Berlin Thunder and the Istanbul Rams. Mm -hmm. The game was won by Berlin with 38-14. to 14. And let's bring it down to the point, the Thunder was was simply better than the Rams. I mean, Thunder quarterback, yes, Geminario, yeah, he has become better and better week by week. In this game, 19 completed pass passes out of 31 attempts, 256 passing yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, and one sack. On the other hand, Rams quarterback, Green, with seven completed passes out of 31 attempts, 152 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, no interception and two sacks, but still... The first touchdown in this game came from Rams quarterback Green to Robinson. Well, but then it turned into Germanario's game, didn't it? Yeah, uh, def definitely. I mean, you already um, pointed out the uh, the quarterback stats of Germanario and uh, quarterback Isaiah Green for the Istanbul Rams. Um, what was also interesting was the penalties uh, that the Rams um, got. I mean, 17 yeah. penalties for 240 yards yes. against uh, against your your team. That's that that's just crucial. That can never happen in, in the European League of football if you want to win a game. What um, was going on there? I don't really know. Just undisciplined fo football uh, from the Istanbul Rams. I mean, 17 penalties for 240 yards is um, lethal if you want to win. So you, yeah. that can't happen. Um, and I mean, um, the uh, Berlin Thunder got uh, five first, first downs just off of penalties. So uh, that was huge for the, yeah. for the Berlin Thunder offense. And I mean, if you look at the first downs in, in, uh, in general, 22 first downs for the Berlin Thunder and only 11 for the Istanbul Rams. So um, yeah, the Berlin Thunder were, were simply just a better team uh, in, in this matchup in, in Istanbul. Yeah. Um, and running back Crawford, he became the European League of Football all-time rushing leader with 2,094 yes. rushing yards. Well, Madre London is second now with 2,021. He played one season only, so shout out to Madre. Yes. It was a pleasure watching you play last year. And of course, yeah, congratulations to Joe Crawford from the Thunder, of course. Um, yeah, that, that was a great and impressive season by him. Yes, definitely. I mean, in in this game again, he had 18 carries for 87 yards and uh, also two catches for 35 receiving yards and also one receiving touchdown. So um, the Berlin Thunder offense just just goes goes through uh, Crawford, uh, Wilsick, and also German area. So this uh, three-headed monster for the Berlin Thunder offense. I mean, Robin Wilsick also had one catch for th uh, 37 yards and one touchdown. So he is the deep, deep threat for the Berlin Thunder offense. So just a great game again by the Berlin Thunder offense. Uh, but also from the uh, Bone Thunder defense, I mean, linebacker in linebacker Izinion, uh, former CFL player, had nine total tackles, one tackles for loss, and one pass breakup. He had a great game, uh, and the Thunder uh, defense stopped the Rams most of the time and uh, only allowed seven com seven completed passes out of thirty-one for Isaiah Green. So a great, also also a great game for the uh, Bone Thunder defense. Yeah, and then on the other hand, I mean, I already mentioned Rams quarterback Green stats. Um, I think mm -hmm. we both agree that the Rams should continue with him next season, shouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, that's a great, great plan for the uh, for the Istanbul Rams. Maybe also bring back Tyron Robinson, um, and also maybe keep linebacker Zachary Blair on the on oh, the yes. side. I mean, he had a great <laughs> game once again. Eleven total tackles, one sack, three tackles for loss, and one one forced fumble. So uh, that's a great game against a great team. Um, so he also is is a player that can be or should be signed for the 2023 season. Uh, if if I were the Istanbul Rams uh, yeah. general manager, so um, yeah, he was also a great player in this game uh, for the for the Rams. And uh, yeah, but 
at the at the very end, the Bowen Thunder just played a better and solid game. Yeah. Shall we move to the next game? Yes, let's do it. Ryan yeah, Fire, exactly. The derby between yes. Jutisfeld and Ryan Fire. You were there, right? I was supposed to go, but I couldn't then. I, I had to oh, cancel okay. it, unfortunately. I was so upset, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, I, I wasn't there. But um, it was... You missed a great game. <laughs> I know, I missed, I missed a very great game and great fans again. So let's begin with the Rheinfire offense. Wide receiver yes. um, Robitaille, he became the MVP in week 13. Mm -hmm. So uh, everyone who listens, don't miss the official European League of Football show with his interview. Tim, how did he and the Rheinfire offense perform? I mean, Robitaille had a monster game. 10 catches, 286 receiving yards and 4 receiving touchdowns. Um, so he actually now has the most receiving yards in in a single game in European League of Football his, history with this 286 wow. receiving yards. Um, and this was actually the only game or, or the first ever game in the European League of Football with, uh, with uh, having two quarterbacks passing for six passing touchdowns each. Yes! So um, that was also an amazing stat, I think. I mean, quarterback Clark had six passing touchdowns and uh, German quarterback Jan Weinreich also had six passing touchdowns. Um, so both quarter quarterbacks had a great game. Um, but um, even if you look at the uh, the first the first downs, I mean, Ramfire had 22 first downs overall. Concentrants even had 28, but couldn't come away with the with the win because the Ramfire offensive power was just too much. Uh, they had too many, um, too many um, great, great plays down the field with Robert Tile and also Timothy Knudel. Um So they were just un unstoppable at this at this moment uh, in in Cologne facing the Centurions. Yeah, would the Rheinfire deserve to be in the playoffs? I think all of the four remaining teams deserve to be in the playoffs. But uh, I mean, in week 14, the fun really, really begins because only <laughs> one team can be yes. uh, in this fourth, fourth seed. Uh, I think it will be the Raiders role, but we will have to see. <laughs> exactly. We but, will talk about uh, that in a bit. <laughs> yeah, but 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 the Ryan Ferry could be in the playoffs. And and I think that they will actually play great football in the in the European League of Football playoffs in, uh, in, uh, in 2022. But we will just have to see for week uh, 14 and uh, what all, all the four remaining teams will actually do in, uh, yeah. in, in this week. Yeah. Well, and then, Tim, the third game that took place in Frankfurt. And, uh, well, what can we say? It had it all. The Galaxy won against the Raiders and they kept their playoff dreams alive with this 36-33 to 33 win. But even though the Raiders lost, they have everything in their own hands now. And a win in Berlin in Week 14 will bring them to the playoffs, right? That's that's enough. They right. have it in their own hands. Yes, yes, they they now have it in their in their very own hands. It was a weird ending to an uh, yes. to a football game because they actually lost by three points. But quarterback Sean Shelton kneeled in actually victory for for uh, formation uh, to to end this matchup. Uh, although they actually lost with uh, with a three point deficit. Um, because they didn't want to risk any other points from the Frankfurt Galaxy, because now they actually won the the direct matchup between the Frankfurt Galaxy and their Central Conference. And if they win against the Berlin Thunder in Week 14, they automatically uh, ad, ad, advance to the uh, to the playoffs. So yeah. uh, it, it was a great game by the Frankfurt Galaxy, but the Raiders troll just uh, got away with uh, with a slight win, I would say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And how did Galaxy quarterback Sullivan and his offense perform? I mean, Sullivan with over 300 passing yards. Again, this guy mm -hmm. is the offensive player from last year, and he won this award for a reason. Give right. us some I mean, Galaxy stats, please. Yeah, 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 right. I mean, I mean, um, 22 out of 36 passes, over or almost 350 uh, passing yards for him, three passing touchdowns. But he also ended the game with his crucial interception. Um, at the at the very end of the game, he was sacked twice, also under pressure by the Raiders' uh, defense. Uh, but overall, the Galaxy played a solid game. I mean, they had 20, 25 first uh, first downs, but what they didn't do well was um, keeping away from from actually getting penalties because they had uh, 12 yeah. penalties for 117 yards, and that's also crucial. We already mentioned it with the Istanbul Rams. Um, getting 12 penalties for over 100 uh, 110 yards is crucial in. In really such a matchup for the for the uh, for the postseason, so um, that was something that actually um, uh, was really good for the Raiders to roll because they got six first downs just off of penalties, 
Um, so uh, the Galaxy offense played a solid game, but over overall, the Galaxy just played an un- undisciplined game with uh, with uh, then 12 penalties against them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, is there anything else you want to add to that game, or shall we move over to number four? I mean, I would say that the Raiders just played a solid game. We can also uh, hint at quarterback Sean Shelton. He had a great game. Uh, he also uh, carried the ball a lot of times, put his team on his shoulders as their, as their quarterback. Yeah. He also had four passing touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, running back Okpolobi is a great asset for the for the Raiders' offense. I mean, he had eight carries for only 27 yards, but he also had four catches for, for actually 53 yards, leading his team in receiving yards and one receiving touchdown. So he was a great, a great player for the Raiders to roll. And uh, defensively, uh, defensive lineman Nicholas Gustav had a monster game once again. I mean, four total tackles, two sacks, and two tackles for loss. Yeah. Uh, the former CFL player is a great, great asset for the Raiders' defense. And um, that's why I also think that they will win against the Berlin Thunder next week, but we will come to yeah. them in any minute. Yeah, exactly. But first, game number four between the Rockla Panthers and the Sea Devils. And once again, this game was dominated by the team from Hamburg. They are definitely going to play the playoff game at home. And with this nothing to 17 win, I mean, do you want to begin with the Hamburg offense? Because once again, the Sea Devils ran the yeah. ball successfully in this game for over 200 yards, while yes. only allowing just over 20 rushing yards for the Panthers. And they played mm-hmm. with their two quarterbacks again, and they've been playing with both players since a couple of weeks now, and it's yes. working pretty well. Right. I mean, they actually played again with their 50 50 uh, set at the quarterback position, uh, featuring Cisse and Mark at the quarterback position, but they were actually stopped passing the ball. I mean, only 6-1 passing yards for quarterback Charlie Cisse and only 19 pa- 90 passing yards for quarterback Morris Mark. So um, only 151 com- combined passing yards. Um, but they, as you just said, they run the ball for almost 300 net, net yards. So yeah. um, that's just something that you can't stop if you're the, if you're the Panthers. Uh, having Glenn Tunga with uh, 175 yeah. rushing yards, one one touchdown on the guard on 32 carries, so that's that's a load of carries for just one running back in in also one game. So he had a great game once again. Um, and if you look at the first downs, I mean, uh, the Panthers Rockler they haven't had one first down on the on, on the ground, and all of their 12 first downs came through the air. So that was something that the Panthers just couldn't um, get going on the ground. And as you also just just mentioned, uh, they only had 20 net rushing yards against yes. 287 rushing yards compared <laughs> to the Hamburg Sea Devils. So uh, it was just a um, just a bad game from the Panthers, uh, and they actually lost the game in all three phases of of the of the game. So special teams, defensively and offensively. Yeah. So they clearly had a difficult season this year, but yes. well. There will, there, there's going to be another one. It, it will be, for, for sure, it's going to be better in 2023. Yeah. But uh, 2022 isn't over yet. And then the Vikings, the top team from the Central Conference, they won at home against the Dragons, the top team from the South Conference, with mm-hmm. 18 to 24. First of all, last week we mentioned the high number of penalties among all playoff teams. And uh, even though there had been some penalties, but this week the numbers look much better, don't they, overall? Right, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Vienna Vikings had 17 penalties in week thir- uh, 13. Um, in week 12, I mean. 12, uh, yeah. And, and now now they only have, uh, they, they, they only had six penalties for 73 yards. So that, that was a much better and much more disciplined game by the Vienna Vikings. Um, and um, also... Uh, they got one penalty, um, that one, uh, one, one first, uh, one first down because of a penalty by the Boston or Dragons. So actually, it was a great game for the Vienna Vikings penalty-wise. Um, and um, I mean, looking at the offensive stats, um, just net rushing yards, 213 for the Vienna Vikings, only 68 yeah. for the Boston or Dragons. But we also have to say that running back Adrian Jimenez was actually injured and out for uh, for this game against the Vienna Vikings. So they um, were with were with uh, with without their uh, without their lead back and um so it was a great game by uh the Vienna Vikings offense um as I said uh, a lot of rushing yards running back and some big had had a great game once again bulldozing over defenders for 94 yards and one touchdown on the ground um so the Vikings got it really going and are a, a really good uh team for the championship game in 2022 don't you think yeah yeah, oh, absolutely. And the chances are quite high that both teams will see each other again in the playoffs, aren't they? 
Yes, yes. I mean, the Boston Jenkins now sit at the third seed, and the Vanna Vikings currently sit at the second seed. But this could change. Uh, but still, if it, if it would would just stay how how it is at the moment, they would they would meet in the first round of the playoffs this season. Yeah. And do the Dragons have the power to beat them at least for once? And this would be actually one of the most important games this season because so I far would, the Dragons lost so. both games against the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. But I, I would. I would think so. I mean, they have Magic Zach, right? Uh, yes. Zach, Zach Edwards, uh, he had a great game. But, I mean, two interceptions were just um, a lot against the good Vienna Vikings defense and uh, Vienna Vikings team and uh, over, over, uh, overall. But as I said, they were with, without, their, uh, without their lead back. So that was yes. a really difficult game for, for their running game on the ground. But um, wide receiver Sweet had a great game once again. 10 catches for 129 yards and one touchdown. So he had a, a solid game. But uh, they have the power to beat the Vienna Vikings, but uh, couldn't come away with the couldn't come away with the with the win yet. But maybe in the playoffs, yeah. we have to see. Maybe in the playoffs, or maybe the the Hamburg Sea Devils, who they are going to meet in Week 14. Yes. But also something we talk about later. Yes. Let's let's speak about the last game today. The Kings won against the now 0-11 Search. One more game, and the Search can move on and look into a brighter football summer in 2023. I mean, let's be real and bring it down to the point. It can yeah. get worse. <laughs> That's yeah, the good thing about it. Always look on the bright side of life. And uh, this clearly isn't a summer to remember for the franchise from Stuttgart. Um, but they were rotating some players in this game. Did it work? The, um, the Search. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> because they actually tried to uh, play quarterback Van Van at, at defensive back, um, tried linebacker Laka Laka at fullback, but um, still they they came away with no points against the Leipzig Kings, who, yes. who went into this game being two and eight. So um, no, that was not actually that was not working working out for the Stuka search. Um, I mean, offensively they played with Janus Kaiser at at the quarterback position. He actually completed uh, 16 of 32 passes, but also threw three interceptions and was sacked three times. Um, yeah. I mean, Ronnie McPascalini, former uh, Panthers Rockwell player in 2021, had nine carries for 16 yards, so not even two yards per uh, per carry. So that was a tough outing for him uh, also. So the surge offense was non-existent really against the yeah. Kings, um, and also defensively. I mean, they had one one forced fumble and six seconds for for loss, and also three uh, three checks against the dual th dual threat quarterback uh, Cunningham for Leipzig Kings. But um, besides that, uh, it was a tough tough outing for the search once again. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, you you just mentioned it. The Leipzig Kings they didn't have the best season either. Um, mm -hmm. But the new quarterback Cunningham, well, it it doesn't look too bad. In just two games, he produced 444 passing yards, eight passing touchdowns, and only three interceptions. And he came right. up with 112 rushing yards per game. Um, that's not right. bad. Right, and he and he also had one uh, rushing touchdown. Uh, you can you can also yeah. add add that. And he actually had 150 rushing yards. So that was most rushing yards by a by a quarterback in the European League of Football history. So um, he's a great dual third quarterback, and maybe also someone the Kings should maybe sign for the 2023 season. Yeah, absolutely. But now, Tim, that's been it. Week 13 is in the books. Let's take a closer look at the playoffs, right? Yes. So uh, we it. already said it. Last week, the Sea Devils, the Vikings and the Dragons, they clinched their spots in the playoffs. The Sea Devils and the Vikings are both in the run for the first spot. Mm -hmm. So first place at home against fourth and mm -hmm. second place at home against third. And right. we do know that the Dragons are on third. That's the only thing we know for sure. Yes. And they won't be playing at home, but we don't know where yet. Right. So the Hamburg City was currently sit in the first seat. Uh, the Vienna Vikings currently sit in the second seat. And currently, the Raiders Troll are sitting in the fourth seat. But this could change in week 14. Exactly. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah, we have four teams that are seven and four with the same record. I mean, who, who could have guessed or believed that this would be this on the scoreboard or like, like yeah. the, the record signs in week 13? It's an, it's it makes it an so incredible, exciting. Yeah, it's it's just awesome for the for the for the fans for actually each of those four franchises just rooting for yes. their uh, for for their team to the very very end of the regular season. Um, yes. But as we also mentioned in this podcast, um, the Raiders will have their uh, destiny in their in their own hands. So if they win yeah. against the Berlin Thunder, they're automatically are in the postseason. 
and and actually clinch the fourth uh, fourth seat in the playoffs. But if they lose, if they now, lose, now, now we now have to bring up some mathematics. Right. I mean, <laughs> <Exactly>. now um, <laughs> the Frankfurt Galaxy could win against the Stuttgart Surge, and then they would be in into the playoffs. But only if they. Uh, only if uh, Ryan Fire also loses, or Ryan Fire doesn't score that many points. Um, so um, Berlin Thunder and Ryan Fire could be in, but only only have a, a slight, slight chance left. And it actually is up to the Raiders troll or the Frankfurt Galaxy being almost a 50-50 chance between two uh, between these these two teams. Yeah. But imagine Berlin Berlin wins against the Raiders. I mean, they've been working so hard more or less like the dragons compared to season one and my right. heart always beats for the underdogs but may the best one make it to the playoffs and i'm just nothing but happy that this is actually the case in week 14 that we do have this incredible sunday coming up because all all four teams are playing on sunday yes right they they, they are all playing on sunday at uh, at at 3 p.m right so exactly uh, that's what they do. So it will be in it will be a very very interesting weekend uh, for oh, for yes. sure. So oh yes. Well, and what comes after the playoffs? Our championship game in Klagenfurt, of course. Tim, any prediction? Who are we going to see in this game? <sighs> that's a that's a tough question. Um, if we say that the Raiders will clinch the fourth seed, which is probable, um, I would go with. Um, uh, the Hamburg Sea Devils over the Raiders Troll and the Vikings over the Boston Dragons. So then it would be the Hamburg Sea Devils playing against the Vienna Vikings in in, in Austria, Klagenfurt. Yeah, yeah. What's your I guess? Think that's, yeah, no, I I'm I'm picking the same teams. I mean, both the Sea Devils and the Vikings. They had such an incredible season, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, no, I think we're going to see them, and then it's going to be interesting if the Sea Devils are finally, if they get their revenge, not against the Galaxy, but this time in the championship game, if they can make it mm-hmm. all the way through, or if the Vikings, one of our new franchises who joined the league this season, if they are going to win and go from new to champion. Yep. So it, it will be interesting. And I mean, players are always different. So you never yeah. know. Maybe maybe the Raiders yeah. will knock off the Hamburg Sea Devils in a in a stunning win, and then the Boston Dragons uh, knock off the Vienna Vikings, and then we see the Raiders roll playing the Boston Dragons. So could uh, happen. It would be a fun fun weekend yeah. for sure. And especially when looking at the Barcelona Dragons and Vienna Vikings games, I mean, both of both games were super close. Both games right. could have been won by the Dragons. So right. let's see. Let's, Let's see, see if they get Let's everything together. <laughs> exactly. Well, but I definitely hope to see a lot of fans in Klagenfurt. I can highly I can highly recommend this weekend trip. On Saturday, everyone can get into a great football mood around the stadium all day long. In the evening, we have the big pregame party, including the European League of Football Honors 2022 award show, where the best players will receive an award and party with the fans. And maybe with you, Tim, as well. Are we hitting the dance floor? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Another maybe. <laughs> well, and then on Sunday, of course, on, on September 25th, we have the big game, the championship game. Yeah, and uh, much more football fan fun all day long. Seriously, people don't miss it. Come to Klagenfurt. Tickets can be bought on the European League of Football website. And I'm definitely very much looking forward to that weekend in September. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Last but not least, Tim, our week 14 prediction. Yes. Ooh. It's going Saturday. To be oh, yeah. Hamburg Sea Devils playing against the Dragons in Spain. Um, I have to pick the Hamburg Sea Devils uh, over the Barcelona Dragons at home, actually. Uh, and the Hamburg Sea Devils then clinched the first seed uh, mm-hmm. and then would play against the fourth seed. So um, playing maybe against the Red Astral, we'll have to see. But. Uh, I'll pick the Hamburg Steelers over the Barcelona Dragons in this one. Yeah. What about you? I go with you. No, uh, I think the Hamburg Sea Devils are going to get their revenge because so far the Dragons, they are the only franchise that has won against the, uh, the Sea Devils yep. this season. Yep. So I think the maybe Sea Devils... Maybe they do it again. You don't may, know. Maybe they do it again. <laughs> As we know, anything is possible, especially in this league. We have seen so many surprises, which yes. I like a lot, but most likely the Hamburg Sea Devils are the better team and they will win against the Dragons. And then the second game, Cologne Centurions versus Istanbul Rams. 
I actually go with the Istanbul Rams at home, uh, winning yeah. over the Clone Centurions and um, getting the second win of the season. Um, I mean, as I agree, play solid football, and the Clone Centurions are falling apart slowly but surely um, over the season. So um, I have to go with the Istanbul Rams over the Clone Centurions. Yeah, my pick as well, Istanbul Rams. Uh... I am sorry for the Cologne Centurions, and I'm sure they will have a better season in 2023. But uh, if the Istanbul Rams, if they may get the second win, that would be super nice for the team, especially yes. after this difficult year at yeah, home. Definitely. Yeah. Then, then our playoff hearts are well. We we yeah, might now, get some playoff now, heart attacks. Now it gets actually. interesting. Now it gets <laughs> <Exactly>. interesting. <laughs> Raiders Tyrol versus Berlin Thunder. Um, this will be a close matchup because both teams will fight to the very end for this fourth seat in the playoffs. Um, but I have to go with the Raiders to roll. They're really good, solid football team led by quarterback Sean Shelton. And I can't see them lose against the Bone Thunder. And uh, yeah. they will have the fourth seat in the European League of Football playoffs, yeah. I think. And fun fact, Berlin hasn't won against any team with a winning record this season. Yep, that's that's true. So, and the Raiders um... are 7-4. So... Um, we will have to see if if they can snap that streak, but um, I still roll with the Raiders to roll. Yeah, no, I I go with the Raiders too. But again, anything is possible. And yeah, that's, a, the, that's going if, to be if, a very, very close game, right? Yes. Oh, so we yes, don't really know for sure, but um, we will both go with the Raiders to roll, right? I think we are pretty sure about the next one. Stuttgart Search versus Frankfurt Galaxy. Yeah, that's uh, a no no brainer. It's it's a Frankfurt Galaxy. But if the Stuttgart Search win and the Berlin Thunder win, then it's almost sure that the Berlin Thunder are in uh, the European Football Playoffs. So that's yeah. this this would be a stunner, but helpful for the for the for the Berlin Thunder. So uh, let's go search if you're if you're a Berlin Thunder fan. But uh, otherwise, I think it's the Frankfurt Galaxy over the Stuttgart Search. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, I go with the Galaxy too. And then the Kings versus Rheinfire. Um, that's also, I think, an easy game to pick. I mean, the Leipzig Kings won 38 to nothing against the Stuttgart Search, but um, that doesn't mean that much, I think. So yeah. uh, I'll go with the Rheinfire over the Leipzig yes. Kings. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, and they, they want this and they want to keep their chance and dreams alive. And overall, Rheinfire are just simply the better team. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. Easy. I would agree. Yeah, e easy. Yeah. And then the Vienna Vikings versus Rockla Panthers. Um, it's the Vienna Vikings, but uh, maybe that that's also something that that uh, that that we can mention. If the if the Vienna Vikings win against the Rockla Panthers, the Vienna Vikings are still in second seed. If the Hamburg Sea if the Hamburg Sea Devils also win, because the Hamburg Sea Devils yeah. have a better point differential, um, and that's why the Hamburg Sea Devils would stay in first seed. Although the the Vienna Vikings would win as as well and be eleven and one after week fourteen, but yeah. um, I have to go with the Vienna Vikings in this one against the Rockland Panthers. Yes, of course, of course. So that's that's been it. Week been thirteen, it. <laughs> I can't believe it, and it's going to be such an exciting game day on Saturday and even more exciting on Sunday. I'm very much looking forward to it. And once again, yeah, Tim, too. thank you very much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jenny. Thank you. Bye-bye. And now I'm welcoming my guest, Frankfurt Galaxy quarterback Jacob Sullivan. Hi, Jacob. It is a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Hey, Jenny. I uh, appreciate you having me. Happy to be here. Well, like I said, glad to have you. How are you? It has been a crazy season, hasn't it? Yeah, um, it kind of feels like I just got off of a 13-week roller coaster. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I feel good. And, you know, the the team feels good. It was a it was a weird week last week. It was a weird game. We won the game, but somehow it didn't feel like we won. But, uh, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, we beat a really good football team. We beat a, a playoff team last week. And, um, yeah, now we're just we're ready for the the last week, and you know, being able to control what we can control, meaning playing Stuttgart, yeah. taking care of business the best we can, and and then you know, praying to the football gods, and you know, hoping for a little Berlin magic. <laughs> how much is this uh, in your in your head? I mean, and how excited or maybe even nervous are you when thinking about the last regular season game? Do you have the playoffs in mind, or do you tr at least try to treat it like any normal game? 
Yeah, I mean, I think we've been in playoff mode here in Frankfurt for the last, you know, four weeks. Um, yes. <laughs> because, you know, the, just the situation. You say we, that. Yeah, you know, and the, the situation we put ourselves in and it was it was go time, you know, middle of the season. And um, so here in Frankfurt, we've been in playoff mode for the last, you know, like I said, a couple of weeks. And, and and you saw the games that we played, you know, going back yeah. two weeks to, to Rheinfire. Um, that was championship game um, environment. Um, and then coming home, you know, coming home and playing a, a really, really good T-Roll Raiders football team um, in front of our home crowd. And, and it was awesome, you know. And the thing is about this season, there's been so many ups and downs, but there's been so much to enjoy. Um, and, you know, for me and for the team this week, we're just trying to enjoy it. You know, we don't know if this is going to be our last week of practice together. We don't know if this is going to be our last game. Um, so we're going to enjoy it. Uh, we're yeah. going to play and practice like like we have more football left. Like like we talked about this, it's been a roller coaster of a season, but I don't think it's it doesn't feel right for it to be over yet. If T-Roll takes care yeah. of business, awesome. But I really I really believe the way the season's been going, there's there's a little more left for us. Um, so for us, take care of business with Stuttgart at home. And again, another home game, get to play in front of the fans. That's that's a really special thing in itself. And then and then, yeah, you know, take care of business and. And hope Berlin does the same, and, and then we're still playing football. So, <laughs> well, you just mentioned Stuttgart. I mean, let's be optimistic and say that you are most likely going to win this game, even though the first time you played against each other, well, let's say it was it was surprising, but still, a win won't be enough for reaching the fourth spot in the playoffs on Sunday. How much does it bother you that you don't have it in your own hands? Yeah, um, you know, I think bothering might be the wrong word for me. It's It's tough, obviously, because as a, as a competitor, you you want the football in your hands. You want the what 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 you do determines what what the outcome is. And yeah. you know, frankly, we had that a lot of times this season. We had those opportunities. We had the ball in our hands, um, and we didn't take care of business when we had to. So, at this point where we are now, yeah, all my focus is on Stuttgart. You know, I can't I can't travel to, to Berlin and help them win that football game. <laughs> um, I have to take care of business in Stuttgart or at home against Stuttgart, and and then yeah, that's that's it, you know. And if if T Roll wins, I yeah, hats off to them. Good luck in the playoffs. If they lose, awesome. We have more work to do. Um, yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of my mindset right now. I'm not going to be yeah. yeah. Of course, I'll be upset if we don't make the playoffs, but I'm not going to have it affect the way I play this Sunday. Yeah. Well, and for us fans and spectators, it's it's clearly. Uh going to be a great football Sunday and you already mentioned the roller coaster you've been on this season I mean last mm -hmm. year the Galaxy you guys lost only one game the very first one and then from week two you guys made everything look pretty easy and this season has been a bit more difficult and challenging how did the team handle the first loss in week one and actually two losses in week one and week two yeah so uh, really unfamiliar position for us losing the first two games uh the season it was tough you know it, it was a uh, It was a thing that we were not accustomed to, obviously. And but anytime you have a tough situation present present itself to you, there, then there then there's an opportunity. Um, so for us, we saw an opportunity to um, change the way we were playing, first of all, uh, and then find guys who had to step up at some point. Right. So yeah. the, the, the tough part about the season was we started with some losses. That was tough. But we also yes. lost some players in the process. Um, and, and that's another, you know, silver lining, you know, I'm finding in the season is we had some, some great players who may have not had the opportunity to play, you know, got the opportunity because unfortunately some guys got injured. Um, mm. and a guy, you know, I can just say off the top of my head right now is, uh, Daniel Josiah, DJ number 53, uh, one of our outside linebackers. Um, you know, he stepped in when Sebastian Gutierrez went down and that dude's having a, a great season. He's having an awesome yeah. season. Um, and, you know, those are the things that I really like that our team was able to do. We were able to find ways to step up because um, in the game of football, guys always need to step up. There always needs to be. It's it's tough to say it, but it's always next guy mentality, too. You know, you always have to be ready to play um, because we play a very physical and, you know, vicious sport. So for me, for the team, it was really cool how a lot of guys stepped up. Uh, our morale was never down. You know, we. We, we lost the first two games. We came back and we beat a good Cologne team at the time. You know, we went to Cologne. We took care of business there. Yeah. We came home. We took care of a good Rohrclaw team. Um, and, yeah, and, and we knew that two losses did not define us. 
If yes. we would have said, yeah, that's the season, well, then we'd be in a different situation. I probably wouldn't be talking to you right now. Um, yeah. So I'm really proud of the team with the way we were able to come back from those losses. And, you know, that showed later on in the season. And even the Stuttgart game, we can talk about that. That was a tough game. You know, Stuttgart played us really well that game. We didn't play very well, whatever it may have been, but we found a way to win. Um, and I think that's that's the difference between, you know, a, a playoff team and a not playoff team is, for example, like T-Roll, they started the season with two losses. And now look at them. Yeah. We're both in that same position because, yeah. because we were able to find ways to win. Um, and we were able to do that all season. Even in, in Rohrclaw away, that was a terribly tough game. And we had to come back from 20 points down um, mm. and find a way to win. And we were able and you, to. You found this way. Yeah, it, it you know, was... it's just. It's one of the uh, great games. Yeah, it's 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 been it was tough because we were faced with a lot of adversity, but then we were able to overcome a lot of that adversity throughout the season. And you know, unfortunately, it's not all in our hands this week, but we put ourselves in a position to still have a chance. And that's what I'm really proud of. Yes, exactly. You do have a chance and uh If not, then there's going to be 2023. But uh, let's not speak about the difficult <laughs> yeah, side of parts of the <laughs> of the season. What has been your highlight this year? Ooh, my highlight this year. You know, for me, this is a personal one. Um, just because I was in Vienna in 2020, and you know, I didn't get to play them the first game or the second game of the season when we played away, um, and they beat us there. And then when I had the opportunity to play them at home. Um, and we, and we took care of business and, you know, they're, they were an undefeated team and we gave them their first loss. That was, a that was a really defining moment for our season because it showed that we can beat anybody and it proved it. Yes. Um, it, and we definitely proved it. And, and I was really proud of the guys. And, and for me, it was, it was personally cool because I know essentially the entire, you know, Vienna Vikings organization and, um, they're, you know, top class and. And you've seen it this year. And it was it was just really great for for our organization to beat them at home. Um, even when, like we talked about, the season wasn't going great, but still we found ways to to do to do great things. And um yes. yeah, that was that was a really cool highlight for me this season. Nice. And uh, who who was your most difficult opponent this year? <laughs> um well, I, I would like to say the T-Roll Raiders were tough. You know, they were a very okay. tough opponent to play. Um And honestly, the, the Ryan fire was tough to play too. You know, uh, we had two losses against them. They, uh, they were a team that found a way to beat us both times, you know, both on, you know, field goals at the, to end the game. Um, and then they're obviously well coached. Um, they had great players and yeah, they gave us a good game every time. And, and every time we played them, it was fun. So, and I know not, you asked for the most difficult and I say the Ryan fire was fun to play against. Yeah. But so was T-Roll. <laughs> the difficult games are still fun, but uh, yeah, I say T-Roll was definitely the most physical team um, and had, I think, probably the best athletes on both sides of the ball. And then, you know, Ryan Fire was just tough. You know, it was one of those rivalry games. And, yes. um, you know, they, they brought a great scheme and a great uh, team to play us both times. And, yeah, they beat us. So, yeah, that was tough. But, you know, with them, it was <laughs> The very last and, second. <laughs> yeah. The, the entire football game, four quarters. You play four quarters of football. And, And when you play the Ron Fire, when we played them, you had to play all four quarters. So, yeah. Well, in case your season ends on Sunday, what's going to be the first thing that you do after after the season? <laughs> I think I'm gonna take a long nap. I think about <laughs> four a four hour nap sounds really nice. Um, no, um, honestly, the first thing I'm gonna do um, is definitely just try to hang out with the guys as much as I can. Um, because I don't know when the flights will be for you know, a lot of the guys leaving, but that's the, that's the special thing for me is, you know, when the season's over, I want to spend as much time as I can with the guys um, outside of football, you know, because this yeah. whole season you're with these guys and it's when you're with them. I mean, we talk about football. I mean, 90% of the time it's about football and, but I want to find out that other, you know, the other, other stuff about these guys and, you know, learn about them more. And because I mean, at the end of the day, this is my family over here and, you know, the guys that come in, they're part of it too. And, Even after they leave, if they want to be a part of it, they're still, you know, obviously welcome. Um, but yeah, that's that's the cool thing for me about football. You know, I love playing, I love winning, I love all that stuff. But I love the camaraderie, I love the the family atmosphere that football builds, and 
Yeah. You know, that's something that I'm going to try to enjoy the best I can for the season. Yeah. Whether that's does, next week or at end of September. So. Does that mean <laughs> that you're going to stay in Frankfurt and stay with the European League of Football and the Frankfurt Galaxy for season yeah, three? Um, actually, really confidently, I can say that uh, I don't think I'm going to be going anywhere. I love Frankfurt and um, this is where I want to be. And I think they want me here as well. And um, if that's the case, then, yeah, you're going to see me in the – the black, purple, and gold next year. And um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I love Frankfurt. I love what the European League of Football is doing. And I, and I love that I'm a part of it and, and that I have an, a, the ability to build, to help build it. And, yeah, you know, I, I want to make, you know, Frankfurt the, the best city to play football in, in Germany and in Europe. And um, yeah, so you're not going to, you'll see me back in Rapid City, South Dakota <laughs> for maybe a month. Um, but then you'll, you'll catch me right back in the news X9 and, uh, this be. <laughs> I am sure you made a lot of Frankfurt Galaxy fans very, very happy <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, well, that I makes me happy then. Oh, yes, definitely. The European League of Football it is, is growing. What do you expect from the new franchises? Well, we have four new teams coming in, three countries, three new countries. Um, yeah. What do you think is season three going to be like then? Yeah, I think season three is going to be um, exciting because the more teams you add, you know, the more players you get. And, you know, I, and I hope that it doesn't dilute the, the talent too much having new teams. I don't think it will. But the cool thing about the new teams is you're going to see new guys. You know, you're going to see yeah. new guys show up and play on the big stage. And I mean, you see that this year with some new guys stepping up and even the MVP from this week. And we played him two weeks ago, you know, Nathaniel Robitaille. He's a guy who wasn't in the league last year, and you see him this year, and it's he's a good player. Um, yeah. You know, guys like us bring in Reese Horn. Reese Horn's a really good football player. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see, you know, not just, you know, American imports come in, but then the the homegrown guys and the European imports. I'm, I'm excited to see guys step up. And for a, another great example, Glenn Tunga, a European import who stepped up and yes. he's having a great season, you know, an awesome season. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm just, for me, as it's a – in, in the perspective of a football fan, I'm really excited to see um, the new talents because, I mean, even I find myself in the little fan zone sometimes. I, I want to watch. I'm excited for the games on Saturday and um, stuff like that. So I'm really excited for, for the, the path the league's headed down and, yeah, to see the new talent and see the new teams and see who wants to, to win, a, win a championship. Yeah. Well, and you just mentioned the homegrowns. Of course, the, the football background is different in Europe, Europe compared to the States. But you as an American import, how do you, I don't know, how do you maybe even coach or talk to the European and local players? What, what can you tell them about football in the States and yeah, make them so, become even better players maybe? Yeah, no, sure. I think, uh, you know, for, for guys like just for example, because I mentioned Reese, you know, myself and Reese, the American imports on offense. Um, obviously, yes, we have a lot of experience in playing football. Um, maybe not even at a high level, for example, you know, my, my young years playing, I was playing peewee football. I still gained a lot of experience there. Um, yeah. and you know, me coming over here now with the guys and, you know, for example, I was with Marvin Roach and Henrik Schwartz, um, two of my receivers. Now I had them in Marburg in 2019 and, you know, seeing how much they've developed over the last, you know, two, three years has been insane. And I'm not saying it's just because of myself or, you know, the other imports that come in, but these guys are sponges and anything you yeah. say to these guys, they soak up and they listen. Um, so for me, it's actually a really easy and cool thing to do because I have a lot of knowledge about this sport. Um, I have guys around me who want to learn and want to get better. So for me, it's just, I tell them what I think about the situations or the plays and they, they, um, they take that in, they internalize it. And then a lot of times they come back to me with questions and they say, okay, well, what about this? So then now they're challenging me. Um, and I think that's the, that's the coolest thing for me is, you know, with me, I can share my knowledge, but now these, these guys that I'm over here with now are really smart and have a really high football IQ, but they might not have the experience. So now they're challenging me. Um, and now when they get that experience, it's that they're playing on the same level, if that makes sense. So yeah. a lot of guys over here are so talented physically that just that experience factor and maybe like the, the mental game is so important, but that's stuff that you can really learn and you really can get better at if yeah. you want to. And that's the difference if you want to. So yeah. 
right now I'm, I'm in a good position, as I said, because I have a whole team surrounding me with guys who are just hungry and same with Reese guys who are just hungry and then they want to learn from him. So I think we have close to 15 receivers at practice um, when we practice and they follow Reese around and, you know, they, and even you'll get now guys like Lawrence regular. He, he's a guy with a lot of experience now too. So for him, he's the, he's, he's another teacher, you know, and, and then, at some point, Marvin will, well, he's almost there too. And then you just have all these guys with all this knowledge and it's just one big, yeah, brainstorm. You know what I mean? Yes. So we're all this, yeah, we course. just bounce ideas off each other all the time. And um, yeah, that's the, that's the coolest thing for me. And that's the, that's the way that I, I've really believed that guys around me have gotten better. It's because they just want to know, they ask questions and we have conversations and that communication is so important. Yes. And, uh, well, speaking about the guys becoming better, is there anything that you will or can do better next year? Me, myself, personally? Personally, as a quarterback. Uh, as a quarterback, yes. You oh, know, but personally uh, as well, if you want to talk about that. Yes, both. No, no, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, as a quarterback, yeah, I mean, simply enough, uh, throw the football to the guy's chest and move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so for me, I think... Uh, one thing that I pride myself on is really distributing the ball to guys, to different guys throughout the game and getting guys involved. And, um, you know, for us last year, we were a defense or we were an offense that really just took advantage of what the defense gave us. And this year we're doing the same thing. Um, for myself personally, I want to be able to take more shots. I think, you know, really push the okay. ball downfield. And, you know, that was something that we, we did against T roll this last week. Um, we started taking shots more because they were playing a little more, you know, man coverage. And, you know, for me, I just want to, yeah, take some shots and, you know, try to take the top off the defense early because, yeah, you know, I'm so used to playing very safe, efficient football, which isn't bad, but sometimes it's, it's nice to really um, be aggressive and, and take those shots. And just simply from a personal quarterback standpoint, that's what I want to get better at is doing things yeah. like that. Um But otherwise, you know, yeah, I want to keep playing and developing and, and working on the fine tuned things, you know, with playing quarterback. And but that's all of that stuff is so detailed and so technical that, you know, that I have to work on in the offseason for myself. And um, yeah, and I, and I want to I hope for me is that a, a large portion of the team comes back just so I can work on that chemistry with the guys, because that's yeah. something that that is never good enough. You know, the chemistry with the receivers is something that you can never just be. Yeah, that's perfect. We stop there. It's always, okay, what about this round now? And if the, de if the defender does this, we have to have the timing here. So then for me in the off season, just getting that timing down again, finding that, that extra chemistry. Because um, as I said, that's something you just can't be good enough at. So, yeah, yeah that's what we'll be working on. So do you have a message for your teammates to convince them to stay with you and the Galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> Overall, what do you want to say to your teammates? What do I want to say to my teammates? Yeah. Well, yes. first of all, I love every single one of my teammates. Um, and, I, and I mean it when I say it. And I am such a guy that, you know, I thrive uh, when I'm around good people. And, you know, right now we have such a good thing going in Frankfurt. I truly believe it. And You know, and I say that with confidence, even though the season might not be a championship season, it very well could be. And, and I'm really hoping for that. But I, I say this with so much confidence that I, I think we have a really I know that we have a really good thing going here in Frankfurt. Um, and but the, the, the thing is, is I want guys here who want to be here, you know, and yeah. and that's the thing. So I want every guy here who's been a part of the team and, and I want them all back. Uh, but I, I want them back if they want to be here, because, you know, after winning the championship the first season this year is still going we don't know what's going to happen but i promise you next season is going to make us even hungrier to get back to, to being that top team because it's it's nice at the top it is um and there's something special about being in the middle where you have to work and grind and um yeah you're not the top dog but you have to prove it every week um, yeah that's something that i, I want to do every every week next week or next week sorry <laughs> next season you know um Uh, week by week, just prove that we're that team. And it started slow for us this year, but we were able to do it at times. But I want to do it every week. And yes. um, I want guys surrounding me who also have that same goal, who also share that same, you know, hunger. Um, yeah. And but yeah, I, like I said, 
Frankfurt's a great place so, to be. Um, if you're hungry, that's where you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> so the best and most favorite headline in 2023. In September 2023 will be Frankfurt Galaxy won the European League of Football again. Back on top. Yes, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> let's That's see where the season goes first jenny that's all i'm saying oh exactly exactly <laughs> of course we have we have super sunday coming up yes um last but not least do you have a message for the galaxy fans Ooh, gosh um thank you thank you thank you thank you um i cannot thank the galaxy fans enough like it's so incredible for me after the game to uh the first thing i'm so excited after the game just to be able to go talk to all the fans take pictures with the fans and I, I want to make this clear if I want to take a picture with every single fan that comes to the game. So never be too nervous or shy if you're listening to this to come talk to me or ask for a picture or just to talk. I love that. That's what makes this that's what makes this fun for me. You know, I, of course, I love I love the thrill of winning and the passion of playing and all that good stuff. But, you know, when you meet the fans after who, who are the ones who are really cheering you on and, you know, supporting you throughout the season, through the ups and downs. Um, getting the chance just to smile with them and talk with them, take a picture, whatever it is. It is such a satisfying feeling and fulfilling feeling for me. Um, and yeah, and that's, like I said, I love my teammates. I love our fans. Um, if that's one message I can pass on is I love all of you guys and just continue to do what you're doing because I promise you it makes a difference. And I promise you, um, you know, what you bring to the games, your, your attitude, everything plays a big part in, in, in what we do on the field. Well, I'm sure they just want to say the same back to you. Continue <laughs> what you're doing. Jacob, thank you so very much for this uh, talk. Um, I'm crossing my fingers for you guys on Sunday. It would, be, it would be very exciting if you make it. But if not, then, like we just said, 2023, I'm sure it's going to be another great season for you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Jenny. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll take care of business Sunday. And like I said, go Berlin. A little Berlin magic. Nothing wrong with that. And yeah we'll see what happens so no doubt about that that you're going to take good care of the business and everybody else thank you very much for listening to the european eco football podcast and i'll speak with you again next week bye bye <laughs>